teeth just snapped off and they got them fixed a little straighter than they were before. But the real blessing in the whole thing was that the car I had was on its last leg and they totaled the car and they gave me $2,000. I was able to go get a better car. Now, I could have got really discouraged and, and I could have, in fact, the most painful thing was the nurse who made me pull my pants down, gave me a shot in the butt with Demerol and the next day, I could not even lift my leg to push on the brakes. It hurt so bad. My neck didn't hurt, my teeth didn't hurt, my butt hurt really bad. <laughs> she hit me in the wrong place. I don't know, maybe she was distracted by my beauty. I don't know. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Number three. Number three. Keep, keep your concentration here now. Focus, okay. God is using these difficulties to teach me and develop my life and my character into something greater. God is using the difficulties in your life to make you something greater. I don't have time this evening, but if I told you all the difficulties I've gone through in my life, you'd go, geez, you know, why aren't you a bitter person? Here you were trying to follow God and trying to do the right thing. Why do all these bad things happen? For one reason, because God loved me. Because God loves you. And God knows that the only way you're going to be grow to be a greater individual is if He gives you trouble. If He brings trials and difficulties into your life. And you know what? They're specially crafted just for you. Did you know that? Yours are a little different than mine. Mine are a little different than yours. And in all of them, He comforts you. And in all of them, He's there going through them with you. <clears throat> Four. God will give me all the wisdom and insight I need to deal with the challenges that I'm facing. There's a verse in James that says, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all mankind. God will give you the answers you need for life. If you ask Him, have you ever asked Him? Have you ever asked Him and opened up your Bible and began to seek His knowledge and His wisdom? Let me share something with you, okay? Now, you may not like this, but but I'm going to take a risk. For the last almost 14 years, I have made my living helping to solve people's problems and helping them deal with their lives. And I'm not, I'm not boasting when I say I could bring hundreds and thousands of people up on this stage one at a time from all over the city and they could share with you the insight that they gained from sitting in an auditorium just like this, how it helped their marriage, their family, and their personal life. The irony of it all is I've never been to college of any kind. None whatsoever. I have had 70-year-old people walk out of an auditorium after I finish a message. Many times with tears, and they'll look at me and go, where were you when I was 30 and still raising my family? Where did you get the wisdom that you have? You know what the Bible says? It says in Jeremiah, let not the strong man boast of his strength or the wise man boast of his wisdom or the rich man boast of his riches but let him who boasts boast in this that he knows and understands me that I'm a God of loving kindness and I execute justice and righteousness on the earth and that I answer people's prayers the Bible tells us in Proverbs that if you long for wisdom if you search for it like hidden treasure if you cry out for understanding then you will understand the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of God himself For God holds victory in store for the upright. If you really want it, and if you really fear God, and if you go after God, I'll make you a promise. 
God will give you the answers that you seek. He will give you the wisdom you need for life. Number five, God will give you all the strength you need to handle whatever comes your way. You know, there's a lot of people who are addicted to alcohol or cocaine or all kinds of other drugs in their life simply because they don't know how to cope. It's the only way they have strength to face life. It's the only way they know how to deal with life. But let me tell you something. God is better than drugs. God is the most and greatest power that there is in all the universe. There is no power to even come close to matching God. And when you come to know Him, He comes and lives inside of you. The Bible tells us in Philippians, Paul writes, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And you know something? I believe that. I can face my difficulties in marriage. I can face the challenge of parenting. I can face the challenges of the pressure of dealing with the people around me. I can face the challenges that come from within me. The doubts and the fears and all the questions. The self-loathing. God gives me the strength to keep going when I don't feel like going. Number six. God is always with me. I'm never alone. The most powerful ally in the world is with me and on my side. I cannot begin to tell you the kind of courage that that truth gives me. Did you know the number one fear in Americans is not death? It's public speaking. I make my living doing what everyone else fears most in their life. And do you know why? You think I'm any different than anyone else? Wow, you know, Mark must have taken a public speaking course. Uh, No, I didn't. I spent time with God, and I began to realize, what in the world do I have to be afraid of of you anyway? The most you could do is kill me, and then you'd send me home to be with the Lord. The most the crowd can do is stone you. I have things people need to know because God's given me those things. I know those things. I know the Lord. You know the Lord. Many of you in this auditorium, you know the Lord. And there's friends of yours that need to know what you know, but you're afraid. You're afraid they'll laugh. You're afraid they'll scoff. Why? Why be afraid of the truth? Why be afraid to reach out and help someone? So what if they laugh? You're still right. Fear tends to rule our life, doesn't it? But it doesn't have to when you realize God goes with me wherever I go. I've had people who have been angry with me. People say, oh, Mark, I'm going to kill you. You know, I've been in situations that were really difficult, really difficult, intense situations with people. And yeah, my heart's beat a little faster, and I've been a little sweaty, but I went into the room, I sat down at the table, trusting God, you give me strength. You're with me right now, and God helped me. He helped me. I remember the first time I went to Latin America. I was going to speak, and everybody was razzing me. Mark, they'll never be able to interpret for you. You talk way too fast. They're not going to follow your anacronyms, your analogies, etc. Well, the first year, I'll tell you a little secret. The first year I was invited to go, I didn't. And you know why? I kind of made up a lie. Well, it was half true, half a lie. I had another conference right after I got back from Latin America that I had committed to, and I didn't know if I'd be fully recovered So I canceled, but the real reason I canceled and said I couldn't do it, and it was way in advance, so they had time to get someone, was because I believed what I was hearing. I didn't want to fail. 
I was afraid to fail. There's going to be almost 2,000 people there. I was going to be standing there. I've never worked through an interpreter before in my life. And I thought to myself, wow, I don't, I don't want to fail. I'm afraid. And I gave into that fear. Shortly after I did that, I got on my face before God. And I'm speaking figuratively. And I just went for a walk with the Lord. I said, Lord, I want to ask you. I made a bad decision. Please give me the opportunity again. I'll never say no again. And I got called back the next year. And after I was done <clears throat> with that first session, the, wives of, the wife of my interpreter, one of the wife of the pastor there, she came up to me and she said, Mark, she said, in all the years we've had people here, I've never, never, ever seen Nelson work better interpreting for someone than you. You guys, it was like you've been doing this for years. And she said, by the time you got done, you had this crowd eating out of the palm of your hand. Well, I'm going to tell you something. That wasn't me. It's never been me. It was God. It was because I believe God really wanted to use me. I want to give you three simple little things to look forward to every day in your life. All right? I want to ask you for a moment, don't raise your hand, but do you really get excited about getting out of bed every day? Can you really wait to get up in the morning, or do you hate getting up, and do you regularly hit the alarm clock? I want to tell you three reasons that get me out of bed every day in my life. Three things that I have to look forward to. Have you ever been maybe at school or doing a job or whatever and it's getting really hard and it's getting really mundane and you start daydreaming? Anybody ever daydream before? You just go to another place? I used to daydream school away. School was so hard for me. It was so boring. And so I'd just dream and I'd go to other places in my mind. Put a smile on my face. Sometimes it got me slapped on the hand with the ruler because I didn't know the answers to certain things. But you know what a lot of people do? Here's what we do. We're having a rough year, maybe jobs getting difficult, and we're looking forward to our trip to Cancun or maybe to Mazatlan or Jamaica or wherever it is you like to go, your ski trip, and we look forward to that vacation and just looking forward to that gets us through. That's how we live life. That's how I live every day of my life, except I don't look to my vacation. I look to three absolute things that I know are going to happen every day in my life. Number one, I know God is going to be good to me. When I wake up tomorrow, God is going to be good to me. And he's going to bring good into my life, and good things are going to happen. Even if they're disguised in a bad package. Two, I know God is going to be merciful to me. I know I'm going to screw up. I know I'm going to make mistakes. I don't worry about making mistakes, by the way. Do you know how liberating it is not to worry about making mistakes? Just move forward. Get your eyes off yourself. Get your eyes out here and move forward. You make some mistakes, God will be merciful to me. I know I can rely on God's mercy. He won't judge me. He'll be merciful to me. And number three, I know that God's going to be faithful to me. He's going to keep his promises. He's going to do what he said. And so when I step out on this limb, God's going to do what he said. When Greg and I were preparing to start the rock, we were meeting with our little team of people. And we were praying we needed money, we needed people, we needed resources, and we needed a facility. And there was no facility to be found. And it was getting down to the wire. And it could get a little scary. Because we had a lot riding on this. This was a big venture. We had raised almost $385,000 to get this thing off the ground. And I had people who were believing in what we could do. And we couldn't find a place. And we kept going to God. And you know what we had? We had God's promises. And you know what happened? School right down the street opened up for us, never rented to anybody before in their life. And the lady who helped us get in was the principal of the school. We found out later 
She was a believer. She was a Christian. She loved God. One month after we got into school, she died of cancer. And I believe to this day, God allowed her there just long enough to get us into that school. Then we started growing, and we needed to move again. We moved twice in our first year because we needed more room. And God opened up this school. And you know what the other school called recently and said, hey, do you know anybody else? We had such a good experience with you, and you're more than welcome to come back here anytime. Richest private school in all the city. They never rented anybody before. God, we faithfully, young person, listen to me. God will do what he says. God will keep his word to you. And you can step out and you can risk your life on God. But you at least have those three things to look forward to every day in your life. God will be good to me. God will be merciful to me. And God will be faithful to me today. I can't, I'll tell you what. I can't wait to get up every day. I really can't. I love to get out of bed. I love to get on the bed. And it's like, what is going to happen today, Lord? What new thing? Somebody you're going to work in their life. You're going to change a life. Somebody's going to ring on the phone. It's going to be a bad situation. But I'm going to be able, by your grace and power and wisdom, to give them an answer and it'll turn their life around today. And they'll be headed in a new direction. You see how that inflates your life? You see how those kinds of beliefs? It's very hard to get negative and down and hopeless when you're pumping yourself up with those kinds of beliefs. It's your choice. You can take them or you can leave them. But if you leave them, you're going to be like the basketball to life with no air in it. And life is going to knock you down. I want you to come back next week because we're going to continue this series on bouncing back. And we're going to talk about how to develop and become problem solver. That's one of the primary resilience skills identified by the psychologists and those who study this topic. It's also one that the Bible identifies and we're going to talk about it next week. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you today. I want to thank you this evening, Lord, that you really are real. If you were real, well, I'd walk away from this tomorrow. Tonight be my last night. Lord, we know, many of us here tonight, we know you're real. We know you care. We know that you love us. We know, Lord, that you live in us. We know, Lord, that you are guiding our lives so awesome, Lord, for me to know every night when I go to bed that you're the most powerful being in all the universe and nothing can hurt me. I am indestructible and I am immortal until you're done with me. Not until life's done with me. Not until someone decides to knock me off or some disease decides to take my life or old age sets in. But I'm indestructible until you're done with me. And I thank you, Lord, that I can just sit back in your arms and the confidence knowing that, God, you got my whole life all worked out. All these things that come my way, I don't have to worry about them. I can trust you and know with certainty you're going to do me good. Good things are coming in my life. I want to ask you, Lord, to help each person here tonight. I really believe there's a lot of people here tonight that need to be liberated from their negative and critical way of thinking. They're self-loathing. They're destructive attitudes and belief systems. And I want to ask you, God, they would take the time to invest in their relationship with you and invest in getting to know you and building the right belief systems in their life. Thank you, Lord, for the rock. Thank you for making it even possible. Thank you for giving us this place to meet and giving us talented people who can help us put this together every week. In Jesus' name, amen.